Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. I'll wait for that to go down so you can hear me. Good evening to those of you listening tonight, September 20, 2011. Uh, And hello to those of you listening some other time. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. This week's programs are all rebroadcasts again. Uh, Tuesdays I will be reserving for live programs in the future. Wednesdays and Thursdays will be the only rebroadcast days, with Thursdays having open forums from time to time. But until all of the promos and other files are updated, that will pretty much uh, be the case. So don't call in or send messages this week. Tonight, September 20, 2011, I am rebroadcasting my Stuart Wilde program. Now, that's from August 26, 2010, last year. Now, he's the author of The Quickening and many, many, many other books and an expert in metaphysics. Now, tomorrow... September 21, 2011, I'm going to be rebroadcasting my November 23, 2010 Tony Yancey program. She's the author of Instant Recess, all about fitness. She's part of First Lady Michelle Obama's fitness project. And on Thursday, September 22, 2011, I am rebroadcasting my 2007 interview with Nina Marquis, author of The Serotonin Diet. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Stuart Wilde. Love, late, well, wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. To those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, August 26, 2009, and hello to those of you listening to an Internet archive within a few minutes of the show close or rebroadcast some other time. Great, you remembered our new time, Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. here on Achieve Radio. And remember, there is a link on my website. Uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard at Achieve Radio on the Internet. To call into the program, call 888-235-7374. That is 888-235-7374. Or you can send an instant message during the show. They call them in quick messages. Uh, you can send them during the show through the link on the Achieve Radio homepage. They call them in quick messages messages. 
now any problems with the internet links, give me a call after the show at 866-472-6094. That's 866-472-6094. That goes directly into my office. Okay, on this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Now, only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Last Wednesday, my guest was Steve Siskold, author of What's Your Body Telling You? Uh, Listening to Your Body's Signals to Stop Anxiety, Erase Self-Doubt, and Achieve Through true wellness. (laughs) I'm tripping over my tongue there. Now, if you missed that show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com. Click on the radio link to hear the show. For appointments with me and for general information, call 866-472-6094. That is 866-472-6094. Also remember uh, intuitive Monique Chapman, who's also, what she was, she also has her own program on Achieve Radio. Uh, she visits with us second every second Wednesday of the month uh, at the end of the program. Uh, and so she'll join us again September 9, 2009 with Monique's So call in. She will share her intuition about you, the economy, and other concerns. Remember, you can purchase the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Uh, My section is on naturopathy. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter, those of you who send tweets. (laughs) Today, I'm going to be, today, this evening, I'm going to be speaking with uh, Stuart Wilde, author of what, uh, Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, An Alternative Way for the Advanced Soul. Now, at the end of the program, if we have time, uh, we'll discuss the herb pumpkin and the asana, Pasimotanasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. Okay. I don't hear the the music either, but in any event, the wellness news, acupuncture may bring relief, there it is, for common conditions uh, in women, study suggests. Now, this came out of ScienceDaily.com, August 25, 2009. Polycystic ovary syndrome, a common condition among women, can be relieved by the use of acupuncture and exercise. This is the conclusion of a recent study at the Chagrenska Academy, University of Gothenburg, Sweden. Nearly 10% of women of reproductive age have polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS. The syndrome expresses itself as a large number of small, immature cysts on the ovaries that cause a disturbance in the production of hormones and an increase in the secretion of male sex hormone. This means that many women with the condition do not ovulate normally and the syndrome may lead to infertility. The women run an uh, increased risk of becoming obese, developing type 2 diabetes, or developing cardiovascular disease. Quote, we do not know for certain what causes the condition, despite it being so common. We have seen that women with the syndrome often have high activity in that part of the nervous system that we cannot consciously control, known as the sympathetic nervous system. We believe that this may be an important underlying factor in the syndrome. 
end quote, says Elizabeth Stenner Victorin, who has led the research at the Chagrinska Academy. Now, during the study, one group of women with polycystic ovary syndrome received acupuncture regularly for four months. They received a type of acupuncture known as electroacupuncture, in which the needles are stimulated with a weak, low-frequency electric current, similar to that developed during muscular work. A second group of women were provided with heart rate monitors and instructed to exercise at least three times a week. A control group was informed about the importance of exercise and a healthy diet, but was given no other specific instructions. The study showed that activity in the sympathetic nervous system was lower in the women who received acupuncture and in those who took regular exercise than it was in the control group. The acupuncture treatment brought further benefits. Those who received acupuncture, quote, this is a quote, found that their cycle became more normal. Uh, we could also see that their levels of testosterone became significantly lower, and this is an important observation since elevated testosterone levels are closely connected with the increased activity in the sympathetic nervous system of women, end quote, says Elizabeth Stenner Victorin. Okay, uh, when we come back from break, we will have our interview with Stuart Wilde. Uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Now, this portion of the program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies in Pennsylvania. Visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for remote appointments or face-to-face -face appointments. That's 866-472-6094. That is 866-472-6094. Yes, you're hearing us live from the Internet, and we'll be back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. 
Hi, folks. This is Paul Eno, co-host of Behind the Paranormal here on Achieve Radio. We're very pleased to have as our sponsor New River Press and Barking Cat Books, publishers of some of the most unusual New Age titles on the market today. Along with four books by moi, New River Press offers the blockbuster on animal communication, Hear All Creatures, The Journey of an Animal Communicator by Karen Anderson, Shadows on My Shift, Real Life Stories of a Psychic EMT by Psychic Medium Sherry Lee Devereaux, Achieve Radio talk show host of Opening Your Intuitive eyes and in a true story that will break your heart with its beauty especially if you've ever lost a child there's 41 signs of hope by dave kane about the ongoing love and communication between a father and a mother and their son youngest victim of the 2003 nightclub fire in rhode island finally from barking cat books don't miss the action adventure that spans a thousand years heaven's wave a novel of the doomsday prophecy of 2012 by dearline Visit NewRiverPress.com, BarkingCatBooks.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookstore. You're listening to AchieveRadio.com, the positive side of broadcasting. Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Now, remember on my site, www.amtherapies.com, you can preview and purchase the book I co-authored called 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Again, my chapter is on naturopathy. Um, we are going to be speaking this evening with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace Gaia and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. Now, let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Stuart Wilde, author of Grace Gaia and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul, is considered by many the greatest living metaphysician in the world today. Now, many of the, of the most famous New Age, New Thought writers and teachers have privately studied with Stuart Wilde or they have been greatly influenced by his work. Now over the last 10 years, he has published hundreds of his visions, many of which have now come to pass. Uh, Stuart Wilde continues to write of his latest discoveries on his internet sites. Uh, he has written 20 books, which have sold in the millions, and they have been translated into 15 languages. Stuart's most recent book, is Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, as I said earlier, an alternative way for the advanced soul. You may recall, uh, for example, his book Affirmations, The Force, Infinite Self, The Quickening, uh, and The Sixth Sense, just to name a few. Okay, now I'm getting a cue for a, another break. I'm not quite sure if that's something I'm supposed to take or not, but uh, we will see. Um, there is a bit of a delay, uh, but we're going to move right along here. Um, tonight, as I said earlier, oh, okay, so that's my, some of the book, there was a book, I have several books that he's written here. Uh, one is Weight Loss, Weight Loss for the Mind, Return to Your Natural State serene, happy, and entertained by the wonder and grace of the strange gift we call life. Some of his books are very teeny. That was one of his little teeny books. Um, 
You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with Parthenia Izzard. Okay, there was a cue there. I thought I had to leave, but no. Okay, anyway, bear with me, folks. Um, another book that he wrote, uh, The Quickening. Um, this is also a very interesting book. Now, uh, this book dealt with self-empowerment. Um, he uh, he has other, had other titles. I mentioned Affirmations, The Force, Miracles, and The Trick to Money is having some. Now, but in the quickening, he discussed the power of the ancient warrior stages, and he taught the reader etheric, the etheric uh, life force and psychological techniques for consolidating his or her energy for that final push for the peak within the self. Uh, then there was the infinite self, 33 steps to reclaiming your inner power. Answer the call of your infinite self. And then there was the force. Um, again, the force was um, part of, talked about uh, the force as being part of each and everything in the physical plane, uh, including our planet the stars and galaxies and the physical universe as it stretches out in space beyond our perceptions. Uh, by its very nature, the force is immortal and never-ending because it is the inner light or the livingness within all things. We call it universal. And then in affirmations, uh, he talked about how to expand your personal power and take back control of your life. Uh, his quote on the back of the book is, Life was never meant to be a struggle, just a gentle progression from one point to another, much like walking through the valley on a sunny day. Uh, the book serves as a magnificent battle plan where you learn to expand the power you already have in order to win back absolute control in your life. And then, of course, there was Whispering Winds of Change, Perception of a New World. Now, this one, I believe, followed Life Was Never Meant to Be a Struggle. Um, but anyway, he talks about, um, well, the, the, one of the, um, he talks about it being a, the wild man uh, will appeal to lovers of alternative ideas and philosophies. Uh, he challenges us uh, to stand outside the usual paradigms of consciousness. Okay. Well, we do have our guest on the line now. Uh, good evening, um, Stuart Wilde. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Oh, my goodness. It is my honor and my pleasure, most definitely. I mean, you have been so prolific, of course, as you know, um, and I've already um, uh, done part of your uh, done your bio. But And I went through some of the bo old books. Now, I have to apologize one thing. I had to use an e-book. So a lot of my uh, references are on pages and pages, which is different from actually having the book to refer to. So bear with me. But the book is fabulous, uh, and I thank you for writing it. Uh, it's very comprehensive and uh, quite, quite a, a blessing. Uh, for those of us who, you know, like to read and learn uh, from the things that you write. Now, Grace Gaia, The End of Days by Stuart yes, Wilde. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what growing up was like for you, just to give us a little frame of reference about you, the man. <laughs> yeah, I was born in England. My father was a naval officer. My mother was a professor at university. But I was raised in Africa, in West Africa and in North Africa. 
And then I went to an old, really crummy English boarding school for seven years. It was pretty horrendous. And uh, I got into, like, you know, writing and studying and so forth when I was 28. And uh, I just was very interested in these other worlds. I believed there was more. And I went that way. I went into this research and, and to try to discover, well, myself, I suppose, and also to try to discover how one becomes free in a system that really isn't designed to set us free at all, you know. So that was the thing that really drove me, was this sort of desire to learn more, the desire to become free. Well, I'm, I'm very glad that you had that inspiration, to say the least. Um, yeah. Just as a side point, uh, there are things that uh, my clients or people I come in contact with ask about um, something that I, I haven't really seen a lot of people deal with, so I'm going to throw this out to you. And I, believe me, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I don't think it's possible. Anyway, it's uh, what is – okay, have you ever had someone inquire of you some guidance – when they're trying to come to grips with the idea of differentiating between what is a premonition, what is manifestation as a result of their concentration or focus on something, and what is possibly mere anxiety, not really related to a premonition per se. But anyway, how would you advise a student of yours to, to handle those differentiations? Well, most of that kind of information that we get, it comes through visions. So we'll see visions of something that is about to happen in the future. It's slightly different to a premonition because you're actually seeing the event or you're seeing some kind of stylized image of the event. I mean, when people get intuitions and stuff like that or feelings, you know, they have to move carefully. But if you use your feelings and not your mind, you're a lot safer because within your feelings, you can tell if things are wrong, if you can tell if it's, if it's like a bunch of rubbish. Do you follow me? Yes. Or whether, you know, you can feel, there's times you feel it, and sometimes also if you if you ignore premonition and it starts to repeat and come back and come back and you see it presented in several different ways, then you know that it's for real, you know. So gradually, through feelings, that was how we usually discern what the rubbish is and what's right and what's, what's, what's wrong, you know. Okay, so, well, sort of, sort of bouncing off of that, um, I'm a psychologist and I'm very... Yeah curious as to how you would advise someone who has psychological challenges but is interested in understanding the kinds of things that you share with us. How would you advise them? Well, you know, we, uh, I mean, I'm very aligned to, to, you know, sort of South American shamanism, and so we take a lot of people to the ayahuasca ceremonies, ayahuasca temples. It's, uh, as you probably know, a sacred find from the Amazon. And we treat people that have got mental problems or sore psychological problems with that vine. It cures depression almost instantly. So that's a very common problem in, in our modern world. And uh, then, of course, more complicated psychological or, or mental disturbances need a professional to, to handle it, you know. But a lot of the times it's a matter of introspection because there are demonic forces that we don't see and there are celestial forces that we can't see. But they're all around us. And, of course, when a person gets into a negative space, they pull to them more and more and more of the demonic, and gradually it manifests as sort of mild or severe forms of insanity. But, in fact, it's really demonic possession. You know, like all mental illnesses are a form of demonic possession, in my view, because it comes, it's driven from these evil forces in the inside worlds. And so, generally speaking, we ask people to go through a period of introspection, of looking upon their darkness, looking at their pain, 
especially as you be aware, you know, the inner child pain from one's early years or formative years and the pain of various losses or hurts that a person suffered and to have a compassion for that pain and to own the pain, you know, to understand the pain and then go back and retrieve that little child that was hurt at the age of five or abused at the age of 10 or whatever. So I feel that the inner child process, as say, for example, described by Bradshaw in his books, The Homecoming, is a very important process for people to begin to sort of get in control of these psychological I don't know, artifacts, you know, facets inside of them that causes disturbance and, and sometimes, you know, very serious disturbance in a form of sort of depression or, you know, paranoia and so forth, you know. A lot of people that smoke pot suffer from paranoia, so that's the other thing is if a person has got paranoia, the first question you ask them is, do you smoke pot? Okay, okay. yeah. If, if, yeah, that's the first question you ask them because... Pot creates paranoia big time, you know, absolutely massively, you know, so that most people that do smoke pot on a regular basis suffer from paranoia. But I think, I, I, I'm not in this particular book was it an issue, but I've, I've read so many of your different books. I yeah. feel very confident that there was one where you talked about alcohol and how yeah. it impacts your ability to even navigate through these dimensions and things that you talk definitely, about. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, when you drink more than, let's say, one glass of wine, um, and then, let's say, you're inside these inner worlds, all the visions will become diffused and and out of focus, and the sort of fractal mathematics that delivers the information to you will break down. And so anything more than like one glass of wine a day or even not necessarily every day is definitely detrimental to that higher perception. And it leaves you open to information coming in that is wrong or information that's in your mind that's guesswork or poorly thought out or just downright inaccurate. So we don't recommend large amounts of alcohol because... It's not a. It's not. It's not an effective way of proceeding. Okay. Now there are two other questions, and then we're going to go more in depth in this particular book, Grace Gaia and the End of Days. You, you talk a lot about. So bear with me here. These are questions yeah, yeah. that I think a lot of people will have in their minds, and you are the best source for an answer to these things. For example, you talk about events that are going to occur between now and, say, 2012, and you, yeah. you talk. One, somebody might want to inquire about where might be the safest place in the world <laughs> for them to well, try to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asked that a lot. You know, essentially. Any place where you can find serenity and balance will be a safe place. What creates disaster, what pulls in negative energies, is a state of imbalance. So I really, really, really urge people to sort of look at their own darkness, their own, their own shadow, their own, their own disdain or whatever it is, and to clean up. Because if you're not resonating any darkness, it's very difficult for any darkness to find you. Do you follow me? Yes. Now, because so many people are wandering around inside the denial of their perfection, you know, they wander around thinking they're perfect. But, you know, they have strange habits, you know, they, they have strange resentments and anger and all that stuff that, you know, as a psychologist, you would see it every day of your life in your practice. You know, they come in and uh, they've got a lot of stuff, you know, that very few people will admit to who they are. And they sort of pretend that it's all normal, but it's not necessarily normal. And so we ask people to go through this journey. It can be painful. It can be uncomfortable to look and see sort of how alcoholic you really are, you know. 
like addicted to being, you know, addicted to being stupid. But people need to look, you know, they need to look at the level of their disdain, you know, like what is the resentment that they have for humanity, their relatives, their friends, their social class, a race of people, members of a church, whatever their resentments might be. And so all of that is very deep inside the psychology, deep inside the soul of a human, you know. Once we process that, we become safe. So it's not so much a geographic area. Obviously, the big cities, if there was difficulties, say, for example, in supplies, so let's say, like, it was difficult to get food and stuff like that, or there was a lot of, let's say, criminal behavior because economically things had gone very poorly, then obviously being in a big city would be a lot more scary than, say, being in a sort of small, safe community in the countryside, you know, or in a smaller town. Okay, now, um, as a pa- uh, if someone is a parent, what yeah. kind of advice? And I promise this is the last sort of off-track question. As a parent, what would you look for, or how would you advise parents for signs they should look for, uh, so that they can uh, prevent the things you talk about, uh, like demons and things of that nature from becoming a part of the lives of their children or the psyche of their children? Well, I suppose, I mean, it is very difficult to control teenagers and so forth, you know, but obviously excessive drug taking or excessive, uh, I don't know, you know, like, I mean, sometimes the dark is very alluring to young people. There's a kind of twitch that we watch for where a person, if they twitch slightly, it's always a sign of demonic possession. So we watch for their head twitching. Please excuse me. Um, Yeah, so we watch for that head twitch, and we watch for, like, erraticness in the eyes. If you're even fairly expert, you're going to look at a child's eyes or any human's eyes, and you can tell if they're disturbed by the way the eyes dart about. So we look for the head twitch. We look for the darting eyes. And then we we watch for, like, jerky behavior, you know, where uh, the child might be like, I don't know, they talk about one thing and then suddenly they talk about something else and then they go to something else and they walk over to the refrigerator and they don't know what it is they want to get. And it's that sort of slightly jerkiness, the jerkiness of, of the way they express themselves and also the actual physical jerkiness of their head. That uh, that's how we tell. Here's how we tell the body position. You can look. You can look in a person's eyes and you can tell. But they have to be a bit of an expert to be able to just look at them and know. You know. Right. Okay. So then, of course, you need that experience. We don't want people just sort of uh, looking at people in, in a cursory fashion and making judgments. But at least no, that gives parents no. some some things to sort of look. Well, of you know, also erraticness. Yeah, yeah, erraticness. And if the child, if the person, if the child has a lot of very violent, very demonic dreams, that's also a sign of something trouble, you know, some big trouble around. You know. So that's what I would look for. I'd find out what kind of dreams they were having and whether they'd had any visions or scary moments or, you know, whether they feel that they're being followed or there's a being in the room or that sort of stuff, you know. Because some of it's paranoia, but most of it isn't, you know. Most of it's like they feel there's a being in the room and there is a being in the room, you know. Okay, and then quickly, what would be the something that would uh, you would advise a parent to do when it comes to the environment of the child uh, that might enhance the serenity, the peace, the beauty, the kinds of things that you well, would want? Well, you know, I don't know. I just like the kids to meditate and to stay calm, you know. 
So serenity is the greatest defense against trouble. So the much just as much as they can get the children to sort of pull back, be serene, walk in nature, you know, live on a we live on a healthy diet, um, create order, you know, even just the act of like cleaning up their bedroom and making it zen can be a defense because it creates this sense of serenity, this sense of calm, and also it creates a sense of being in control because when a person gets a little bit out of control, the fact that they're out of control actually generates more kind of erratic behavior and more out of controlness, you know? So okay. I think being in control is very important for people, you know, to be very soft, very centered, and to stay stay balanced, you know, really try to stay balanced and so not beat up on yourself when you don't, but, you know, like a lot of drinking, a lot of drug taking isn't good, you know? Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. We're going to be back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi life therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Yes, Arliss. Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Now, my guest next week, Wednesday, September 2, 2009, to 2, uh, will be Len Sapato, author of A Return to Healing, Radical Healthcare Reform and the Future of Medicine. Uh, he has interest in alternative medicine being incorporated as a means of prevention. So that's going to be very timely. At the end of next week's program, uh, we will discuss the herb puncture vine and the asana parsva upavista konasana. We are back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, The Alternative Way for the Advanced Soul. If you have a question for my guest, call 888-235-7374. That is 888-235-7374. Okay. Now, Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days. What is Grace? Well, we see it watching these inner worlds. We see it as a golden light. But it's not just sort of like a sort of cheesy, nice light. It, it's data-driven, so it's very much like downloading a song from iTunes or something. <laughs> it's full of information. And so we watch that light, and it generates impulses or feelings, and it generates visions that we understand. And so we download whatever Grace is trying to show us. Some of it's healing, some of it's technical knowledge, some of it is, you know, I don't know, just visions of the future. But we see grace as a sort of information system as well as being like a benevolence 
let's say, the benevolence of God, but it's mostly information. That's what it is. And, of course, the more elevated you are, the more spiritually advanced you are, the more information you will have. So, in a way, it's a sort of... There's a symbiotic relationship between the levels of grace that you can induce into your life and the, uh, the amount of information you have. But we see grace as a source of information that will liberate humanity eventually, you know, and set people free. Well, now, for those who have somehow missed reading anything you've written, uh, oh. Stuart has written, he writes beautifully. It's like a, a novel almost, yet he, he also incorporates uh, mathematical formulas and all types of uh, equations and uh, geometric constructs to help those of us who like more technical information to understand, interpret, and better communicate to others what he's talking about uh, yes. to the best of our abilities, of course. Yes. <laughs> Not that we always come very close to it, but, you know, at least it, it makes it very clear. So now yes. you, you talk in your book about the Aluna or the yes. mural, mural world. and You, yes. you want to talk, you know, elucidate on that for our listeners? Yes, yes. Um, like there is a, there's a dimension that's facing us which we call the Aluna mirror world. The Aluna means of the moon. It's a, it's a South American expression. So they say it's a reflective world, an inner dimension that reflects our world, you know, just as the moon reflects the sun. And we call it the mirror world because it seems to, whatever happens in that dimension seems to happen here in this world. So we go into that Aluna mirror world, usually in trance, and we watch it. We watch what we watch these movements, these fractal codes we call them, which are like geometrics or, or mathematical spirals, and they show us, they show us, they teach us. Sometimes we access the Aluna mirror world using the ayahuasca ceremonies in South America, but of course they're rare. They're just from time to time each year. They're not like every day. And the rest of the time we just go into trance, and six to ten seconds after we enter the trance the mirror world opens up and we watch it and we document it. There's a sort of geography in there, a topography, the symbols that are in common. So there's a language that we've learned over a period of years. And we watch visions of great beings and great masses of energies flowing back and forth. And sometimes we watch visions about ourselves, you know, health advice or abundance or whatever. And then a lot of times it's just the visions about the way massive quantities of energy flow to humanity. So it's going back to that liberation that I was talking about. You know, Gaia, Lovelock came up with his theory of Gaia, and, you know, it's, it's sort of the intelligence of the earth. It's a self-correcting intelligence. We go a little further with Lovelock, because we say Gaia is actually a goddess. So in so much as that, like, we have a, we're a spirit that has a physical body, to experience life through, and she is a spirit that has a planet to experience life through. So a lot of the times in those mirror worlds we'll be watching Gaia or beings that are linked to Gaia, you know, we call them the Tao beings. And uh, we learn from them. They're our teachers, and we're very, very honored and grateful to have such a, uh, just a, such an extraordinary source of information. There is one problem with it, though. Well, the problem is that, like, I've got to the point where I really can't write any more books because they would just get so complicated people wouldn't understand them. So I wrote The Art of Redemption, which is kind of a manual on how to escape the matrix of control, which is all around us. And then I wrote The Grace Guy, the end of day's book, because it seemed to be like if people could process their shadow and process who they are and understand themselves, they could log into this information data bank 
which I call pure information. And pure information is information that you're accessing. These inner worlds that's tailor-made just for you. So it's not necessarily information that you get from dogma or teacher or book or somebody translating it for you. It's actually information that you get for yourself. And I teach people how to do that at these seminars that I do. I've got one coming up in Las Vegas on the 4th or the 6th of September. And I just teach people how to how to make this connection, how to make the, the link with these inner worlds. Well, now, okay, I, I do, I mean, you talk about there are 2,704 dimensions and 52 worlds and all of this, and then I yeah. guess 26, 26 because of, of the mirrored piece. But yeah. um, you want to sort of uh, give a little uh, overview of, I mean, my goodness, we could devote a whole interview to just that. <laughs> But yes, just, just yes, so yes. people get a general idea. Well, you know, dimensions are sort of just areas, let's say. You could think of it as an area. So in the inner worlds, uh, you know, and you can look at the, you can refer to the lunar mirror worlds as spirit worlds, if you like. Although spirit world is not really a technical enough title for it. But, you know, there's hellish spirit worlds and there's celestial spirit worlds and there's animal kingdoms, magical kingdoms. You know, there's everything under the sun. And, you know, we see we see a sort of 26-dimensional reality around us. And then a mirror to that the reality makes 52 dimensions. And it's my assumption that, in fact, in the close vicinity to us, there is 52 times 52 dimensions close to us, which is 2,704. How many there are beyond that would be absolutely impossible to know. It's beyond our ken. So we look in these worlds, and we look for technical information. We look for simple information, you know, just... I don't know, it's just all part of our evolution because in the end we ran out of stuff to write about, you know. So having this to write about makes it interesting for people. But even now I've got to the point where I can't really write many more books because it's so technical in there that just people would not understand what I was talking about, you know, and I wouldn't want to confuse them or frighten them, you know. Well, oh, yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I don't know what you were writing about before because there are a lot of people frightened from those things, my word. But anyway, um, while we're, before we go to our next break, um, why don't you share with us this upcoming event and explain why you're not going to do another public speaking event between that date and 2012? Well, um, I do these weekends just twice a year, once in Europe in Amsterdam and once in America in Las Vegas, where I teach people to see, to access these inner worlds, and I teach them about the morph and so forth, and I teach them about the non-solid nature of life, you know. And um, the next one is the 4th to the 6th in Las Vegas. And in fact, actually, my com site's been down today, so if people want to access that information, they have to go to stewardwildblog.com, and it's on there. And it's, oh, it's yes, a weekend, say, it's a wait a minute. Hold on one second. Say that again because they may not have gotten that. What's the blog Stuart website? com. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, but the Internet is very erratic nowadays because our sites keep going down so often. It's really weird. Have you had that kind of problem? Well, uh, it's doing funny things in terms of how you perceive it when it when you go on different computers. But yeah, other than that, yeah. I don't know because I don't you know I don't go to my site that much. But yes, there, there yeah. are things going on. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Anyway, so I just teach people how to see. I teach them how to you know to how to have visions, and um, I use using the trance stage, using these various techniques that I've developed over the years. I think I've taught thousands of people. I mean, probably ten thousand. Yeah. And, but I'm not doing any more because it's getting harder and harder and harder now 
to do these very large gigs. And so I will continue to teach, but I'm going to teach to very small groups or one-on-one, on, one on one, you know. And then in yeah. 2012, for some reason, I don't know why, but something's going to happen and I'm coming back. <laughs> I don't know, but I've just seen these visions where I'm just going to stop teaching big groups until 2012. <laughs> so you're just—it's just a premonition. So you're—you're you're not going to share any more than that at this point. And, and well, we, I, I do think it's very linked to the fact that the world is sort of on the verge of a major disaster, you know. And um, so because of that, and because of the difficulties that we see in these lunar worlds that are like you know coming towards the Earth plane, you know, like they're coming out of the soul of humanity. Um, you know, like, for example, the global credit crunch and the crisis, I predicted it back in 1996, you know, and I, I predicted the uh, uh, African-American president, stuff like that, just stuff that you see in the Aluna. So I think it's because of the difficulties, because, you know, when you teach, you, you get a lot of confrontation. There's a lot of people that, like, want to attack, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it sort of makes it difficult, because, you know, if you don't say what they want to hear or if you touch upon a raw nerve of their, let's say, denial, you know, or the raw nerve of their self-importance or the raw nerve of their jealousies, you know, it creates a sort of really, really, really sort of, you know, dark and evil vibe. And so while most people are very warm and loving and grateful to have somebody come along and teach them stuff that is not normally in books, you know, there's other people that get really, really uptight. And so maybe as the world goes through its crisis, it's best not to be teaching while it's happening. I understand completely. Folks, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. We will be back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. And please follow me on Twitter. I'm Alternative Medi. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Hey, yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Now, remember my book, uh, the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. You can purchase it on my website. We are back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. You can call in to ask questions at 888-235-7374. That is 888-235-7374. 
Um, before we go on, I want to read the titles of the different sections. Your book is uh, consists of 23 sections or chapters, and I want to read the titles just to give people an idea of the feel and what's in the book. Um, Grace, Grace, Hope, and Good Fortune, uh, Grace and Reincarnation, Grace and Your Spiritual Logo, The White Shadow, Grace and How Pure Information Flows to You, uh, Transdimensional Downloads to Help You, The End of Days, The Malice of Four, the number four, Thoughts, uh, The New Dignity, The Magical Animals, The Shimmering Door, The Goddess of a Trillion Universes, Reverence, Tenacity of Spirit, The Hell World, Sex and Anti-Ghoul Protection, Poisonous People and Dangerous Places, Kali, The Destroyer, uh, Grace and the Healing Warm, The Baby in the Book of Revelation, The Solar Logos, The uh, Closing of Old Circles, and The Renewal. Um, um, and there was so much I highlighted that I wanted to cover. Yeah. All, 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 I'll come back in six months and we'll do another one. Okay. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, the this uh, I'm trying to skip now to figure out. Well, okay. Do you have a a section that you feel you need to share at this point before well, we go any further? People really, really find interesting is a section on the white shadow. You know, if you've read books on psychology, you know what the dark shadow is. It's essentially the hidden evil inside a person. So, you know, the rapist, the pillager, the predator, the thief, the, you know, whatever, you know, all of that, you know. The sort yes. of, you know, mega addicted porn, you know, sex addicts, porno people, whatever, you know. Those are all normally understood shadows. But the white shadow is where a person pretends to be holy and good when, in fact, they're deeply evil. So one white shadow trait is Mr. Nice Guy, and he's there, and he's frying the hamburgers, and he's dishing out the beer, and he's, you know, laughing and joking, and it's like, hail fellow, well met. But it hides like an arrogance, a disdain, he's often a womanizer, a crooked businessman. You know, there's all this darkness inside of him that he hides behind his Mr. Nice Guy routine. Or like goody-goody two-shoes, and she's the perfect mother, and she's absolutely squeaky clean, but deep down she has resentments and and anger and jealousy and, you know, strange habits. And then the sort of, you know, the spiritual healers can get into a white shadow situation where they believe they've been selected by God to, you know, bring healing to the world. And so that's that sort of self-importance where people need to be chosen or they need to be selected by some kind of higher system. And um, we're not really selected at all, you know. We select ourselves or not at all, you know. And so the white shadow are these traits, you know, the suffering servant, the Florence Nightingale person that's wandered around in her perfection healing the sick, but she hasn't processed her own sickness, do you follow me? She yes. hasn't processed her own pain, she hasn't looked at her sexual shadow, she hasn't looked at the games that she plays and so on. So the white shadow is, is clever because it's very hard to see the white shadow because it looks so perfect, you know, like how can you possibly point the finger at Mr. Nice Guy that's frying the hamburgers, you know? <laughs> and um, so that's one thing that I think people find very interesting, and then they may see white shadow traits inside them. A lot of them are to do with self-importance or feeling elevated or special and so forth, you know? And um, that's that's a, just a chapter. We saw that in the Aluna Mirror Worlds, which taught to us the white shadow teaching, and so I included it in the book. 
Well, now, because this is an alternative medicine healing wellness type focused yeah. program, yeah. tell us about grace and the healing warm. I'm assuming, well, go ahead. Uh, well, well, most disease is cold. You know, like, for example, cancer is a cold disease. And the warmer you are, the more of this celestial heat you have, the less disease can exist in your body. So coldness comes a lot from one's thinking and one's emotions and one's feeling. So a lot of disease stems from some deep-rooted psychological disturbance inside people. And we say that by aligning to the healing warmth of the celestial light, it burns off dysfunction and disease, and it does the DNA repairs for us. So we actually get younger and fitter and stronger. And it's, it's a way of like miraculously healing yourself, but it isn't really miraculous. It's just that this grace is in a fine tune. It's in a fine mathematical formula. And as you clean up and you develop a serenity and you develop a quietness and you pull away from these predatory instincts and so forth, then that heat of the celestial light comes inside of you. And it's really hot. I mean, sometimes at night you can't sleep because it's so hot. But in that heat, it'll burn off disease and it'll burn off dysfunction inside your system, inside your system as a physiological system rather than a psychological system. Wonderful. My goodness. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, money, uh, what money. kind of wisdom do you want to share about that? Because I, I know you, I mean, well, you've well, dealt I, with I, I sort of haven't. I've sort of stopped doing the money books and so on, you know, which are very prevalent in the 80s, you know. Yes. But essentially, I only have one piece of advice for people is sell assets and buy gold. That's the only thing I tell people to do. <laughs> you said sell assets and buy gold. Yes, well, yes, yes. the buying of the gold is not always as easy as one would like, but uh, that's no, certainly... It is, it is quite a difficult process because there aren't that many gold coins to be had, you know. If you wanted to buy a thousand gold coins, you'd have difficulty buying them, you know. But, hey, I tell people, hey, buy a few silver coins, buy a few gold coins, just keep buying them, you know, because one day if there is a big crisis or if the banks close or there's a hiccup in the system, if you have silver coins and you have gold coins in small denominations like a tenth of an ounce and so forth, that may become the currency of the future. So I just advise people, sell assets, buy gold. <laughs> Plain and simple, very good. Yeah, that's it, well, yeah. um, what kind of, we're well, toward the last couple of minutes of the program, so yeah. could you briefly share some words of wisdom and uh, with our listeners? Well, essentially, each person is divine, they're eternal. So there's a divinity inside each human, a very, very powerful divinity, which is this golden light of grace. And even if a person's life is completely out of control and they're really bouncing off the walls, they still are eternal and divine inside. And the more that people believe in that eternity, the more they link into that divinity, the more it'll rescue them, the more it'll redeem them, the more it'll resolve them and bring them home. So it's very, very important for people to believe in the divinity of who they are, even if day-to-day -day it doesn't look particularly divine. But it doesn't matter because that spark of that God force, that spark of grace, our connection to Gaia is eternal. And then the other thing I suggest is that if people want to develop a new serenity, that they should become vegetarians or consider it because the pain of Gaia is in the pain of the animals. And so if you eat meat, you're linked in to all of that pain. And it's very difficult to resolve the pain inside you when you're linked inside of even larger pain. 
and most people are not aware of the pain of the animals and the way that we so cruelly abuse them in these abattoirs and in the meat industry, the way it processes meat and so on. So I suggest to people that if they're really serious about their spiritual development, that they embrace vegetarianism. But well, I'm not winding my finger telling them after. I'm just saying I'm just suggesting it, you know? No, I totally understand, and thank you so much, and I'm going to do thank my you. very best to get you back here in six months, as you suggested, yeah, and um, I want you to have a safe and wonderful, serene experience between now and then and thereafter, and again, thank you, thank you for tonight. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's delightful. Thank you. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Uh, next week, September 2nd, my guest will be Len Zapato, uh, author of A Return to Healing, Radical Healthcare Reform, and the Future of Medicine. At the end of that program, we will discuss the herb puncture vine and the asana parsva upavista konasana. Now, you can use the link on my website to listen to the program live on your computer, iPod, Blackberry, <laughs> on Wednesdays at 7.03 p.m. Uh, you have to remember the second Wednesdays will be when Monique Chapman will visit with Monique's Moments. That, that next visit will be September 9, 2009, and she'll share her intuition about world and caller issues. Uh, remember, the show is still rebroadcast Saturday mornings at 9.03. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi life therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations, has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Okay, so that was my um, last year's uh, interview with Stuart Wild, uh, author of The Quickening and um, The Grace of Gaia and many, many other books. Now, tomorrow, uh, September 21, 2011, I'm rebroadcasting my November 23, 2010 uh, interview with Tony Yancey. Now, she's the author of Instant Recess, all about fitness and health, healthy eating and things of that nature. And she's also part of uh, First Lady Michelle Obama's Fitness Project. Then on Thursday, September 22, 2011, I'll be rebroadcasting my 2007 interview with Nina Marquis. Now, she's the co-author of the book, The Serotonin Diet. Um, now, if you missed it last week, I on Tuesday last week, I rebroadcast my interview with Immaculee Bagiza, author of Left to Tell. She was introduced to the American public uh, by Wayne Dyer. And then Wednesday, September 14, I rebroadcast the 2006 Jay Borneman interview. Uh, he's from Boyeron, uh, a homeopathic 
company, pharmacy. And uh, then Thursday, I rebroadcast my Denise Eaton program, who was a representative of Box Floral Essence Remedies. Okay, so again, tomorrow, Tony Yancey uh, with her um, interview about uh, fitness, uh, author of Instant Recess, and uh, also part of uh, First Lady Michelle Obama's Fitness Project. And then Thursday, rebroadcast of Nina Marquis' program. She's the co-author of The Serotonin Diet. So, um, you know, again, be patient with these rebroadcasts, but I think there's some very interesting programs that are well worth a second look. And... um, You've been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. Be well. Mm-hmm.